What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. Appreciate everyone who has been tuning in to this podcast and for my live sessions on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please go give at English Encore Podcast a follow on Instagram. It's all one word. Some really great content on there. Post graphics about my podcasts that are recorded as well as the link to those, as well as my live sessions that I've been doing for the past seven weekends. I've had some really great guests on. I've had Marty Baran, former Sabres goaltender, Joe Licata, former UB quarterback and current athletic director and head football coach at Bishop Timon. I've had David Anderson from the Los Angeles Dodgers organization. To Carl Molson, who's currently a player at Seton Hall. So some really great guests. This Sunday, I'm going to be having John Cordo on. He's a former member of the Buffalo Bills. He spent 2007 through 2012 with them. 2007 as a practice squad player. 2008 through 2010, he was on their 53-man roster. He unfortunately missed 2011 season due to a shoulder injury before being released in 2012. But really great special teamer for the Bills. Stand, stand out at Sacred Heart college he played lacrosse and football there so be sure to tune in sunday at 1 p.m on my instagram for that today i'm be diving into the nba playoffs as adrian wojanowski reported the other day the nba is finally set to return i'm gonna take a deep dive into how the format's really gonna work what teams are gonna be involved as well as talk about damian Lillard's comments a little bit prior to this whole thing you know being fi- finalized um, he had some strong words about the playoffs and why he potentially would not participate. Talking about the MLB and how they're looking about getting into their new season. Um, there's a lot of things holding them up. I'm going to talk about that. And then finally, I'll talk about kind of some of the NFL news going on. I'm going to save NHL for next week, Friday. Um, really get deep into some NHL talk. Probably talk some tennis as well. And I'll be back doing Bills and Sabres talk on Monday as Per usual, um, for those of you who don't know, I did recently change my schedule to a Monday-Friday basis just so I could focus more um, for my Instagram live sessions on the weekends, try to get you guys some really great guests on, really pump out some good content for you guys. Um, everyone has been seemed to enjoying the Instagram live sessions. I've been getting about 60 to 100 viewers every single time, and once they're shared and posted on IGTV, I'm getting even more views, so I really appreciate all the support and that. But let's dive into uh, today's topic. So I'll start off with the NBA. So the NBA finally came to an agreement on the playoffs. It is going to be a 22-team playoff where the playoffs will take place in Orlando, Florida um, at their sports complex down there in Disney. So currently any teams within six games of the eighth seed have been invited to participate in the playoff. Hence why it's 22 teams. So the Wizards, Suns, Kings, Spurs, Trailblazers, and Pelicans are all within the 8th seed uh, by 6 games in their respective conference. The Wizards are the only team from the Eastern Conference that's within 6 games of the 8th spot for a total of 22, as I just mentioned. It's going to be a double elimination format for the 8th seed and a single elimination format for the ninth seed, if need be. It's going to be an 8th regular season games played before going into the playoffs to determine seeding. That's why they've invited all the teams 
that are within six games to give them a opportunity to really make the playoffs. The playoffs are scheduled to start on July 31st. Or excuse me, the regular season is scheduled to start on July 31st. Pardon me. Um, but Damian Lillard's comments before this was actually finalized, I'll give you the exact quote. If we come back and there's just like we're adding a few games to finish the regular season and they're throwing us out there for meaningless games and we don't have a true opportunity to get into the playoffs, I'm going to be with my team because I'm part of the team, but I'm not going to be participating. I'm telling you that right now, and you can put that bleep in there. So very strong comments from Damian Lillard. Basically, he felt if the regular season would have went on as planned, the Blazers would have had a really good chance to make the playoffs. They're only three and a half games back currently of the eight-seeded Memphis Grizzlies. Portland's been dealing with injuries pretty much the entire season. Yusuf Nurkic has still not returned. They didn't add Carmelo Anthony until about midway through the year. Rodney Hood towards ACL. Lillard, Whiteside, and McCollum have all dealt with injuries that have kept them out for a few games apiece. So really just tough going for the Blazers. Zach Collins also has been out for most of the year. Really young, up-and-coming player for them. So basically what Damian Lillard was trying to say is, unless his team has a legitimate chance at making the playoffs, he's going to be there for his team, but he also doesn't want to play because he doesn't want to waste the energy, which I don't fault him for because he's a guy, he's made the playoffs pretty much every single year since he's been in the league. He remains loyal to Portland, even though he's definitely had opportunities to go and play with guys like LeBron, KD, to try to win a championship, and he doesn't want to win one that way. So I respect the loyalty of Damian Lillard. He's one of my personal favorite players. And I'm interested to see if he will play just because they do have a chance, but with eight regular season games, you still do have to have a lot go your way in order to make the playoffs just because three and a half games isn't a ton, but in an eight game span, it certainly can be just because you have to hope that teams in front of you and teams behind you are losing um, I know it's a there's a limited amount of teams, so you know it's going to be a little bit easier for them to make that run if they want to. But at the same time, you're also playing against all these teams that are going to be in the playoffs potentially. So definitely going to be some harder competition to compare to. If you finish out the entire regular season of the NBA, maybe you have some games that you can make up against weaker teams like the Knicks, the Warriors. I know Steph Curry returned, but they haven't been playing well because he was out pretty much the entire year. Um, so I'll be interested to see if he decides to play. I think he will. Um, another issue that was talked about was coaches wearing masks. Um, Adam Silver talked about only the older coaches potentially being um, having to wear masks. So 65 and older, so that would apply for Elvin Gentry, Mike D'Antoni, and Greg Popovich, while younger coaches would not. Um, There's definitely some pushback on that, which I can completely understand because I feel like it's – the coach's decision if they want to wear the mask or not. If the players and all the other coaches don't have to wear the masks and the younger coaches don't, I just don't see how it's fair. And I understand it's from a safety perspective and maybe the league is trying to protect themselves from lawsuits if something were to happen or an older coach was to contract COVID-19. However, at the same time, I think with you know technology more, we're learning more and more about the virus every day. I think it's at the risk of the coach if they don't want to wear it. And I think it's their option if they would like to do so or not. So we'll have to see what happens with that as well. 
The Portland Trailblazers were also the only team to vote um, no on the 22-team playoff just because they did feel there were better options on the table that would give them a better competitive um, advantage to try to make the playoffs. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski, he did say that there were other teams that had the same feelings as Portland, but at the end of the day, they kind of just wanted to get the season started and whatnot and really bring back basketball. So they were the only ones that voted no. However, the Blazers did release a statement that they are excited to be playing in the playoff for a chance to get in, but it's still um, interesting that they were the only team. I was kind of surprised by that. But based on Damian Lillard's comments, I wasn't overly shocked that they were the team to do it. I'm just more surprised that other teams also didn't vote no if there was other better options on the table. We don't really know what the other options were, so we can't really make a good assessment um, about that vote. But I definitely love that the NBA is coming back, even if it is a little bit weirder. And I know there's a lot of people talking about that there's going to be an asterisk next to not only the NBA, but sports across the world, whether it's soccer, the Stanley Cup final, um, the MLB World Series, based on shortened seasons, different playoffs, um, whatever it may be, no fans, because you know fans can really give a team the energy they need to win games and really drive momentum. But to me, at the end of the day, it's still two teams or two people going at it on the court, on the field, wherever it may be, and... I don't think the championship should have an asterisk next to it because you're still playing the best of the best in the world and going through pretty much the normal um, amount of game stuff just with different circumstances regarding where you're playing, the fans, and all that sort of thing or stuff, excuse me. So I definitely think it's interesting, but I'm really excited for July 31st to come around. Hopefully by then the COVID cases are going to continue to drop. Maybe we'll have some more things like vaccine or antibodies to give out. Um, to players to protect them. But I also wouldn't hold it against any players who wouldn't want to participate just because of potentially bringing it back to their families or, you know, any grandparents or elderly people that they may know or are close to. And I also do not feel bad for the teams that are left out just because it wouldn't make much sense to try to bring in teams that are 20-plus games out of a playoff spot just to play meaningless games and put them more at risk. Um, I know these players and coaches are going to be at risk, but I think in a condensed environment like they are having it in Orlando, World of Sports, um, I think it's going to be a lot better. Um, talking about the MLB now, so MLB's kind of been bouncing back and forth about how they're going to start their season, and it looked like for a few days ago that they were going to be able to put things together and get the season going. However, it's kind of just been you know, the money's not right for the players in their opinion um, with the owners and stuff. So I'm going to read you a direct quote from the MLB Players Association about why it kind of hasn't progressed to where it needs to be to start a season. Quote, in a time of unprecedented suffering at home and abroad, players want nothing more than to go back to work and provide baseball fans with the game we all love, but we cannot do this alone. Earlier this week, Major League Baseball communicated its intention to schedule a dramatically shortened 2020 season unless players negotiate salary concessions. The concessions being sought are in addition to billions in player salary reductions that have already been agreed upon. 
This threat came in response to an association proposal aimed at charting a path forward. Among other things, players propose more games, two years of expanded playoffs, salary deferrals in the event of a 2020 playoff cancellation, and the exploration of additional dual events and broadcast enhancements aimed at creatively bringing our players to the fans with simultaneously increasing the value of our product. Rather than engage, the league replied it, it will shorten the season unless players agree to further salary reductions. Earlier today, we held a conference call of the association's ex executive board and several other MLBPA player leaders. The overwhelming consensus on the board of the players are ready to report, ready to get back on the field, and are willing to do so under unprecedented conditions that could affect the health and safety of not just themselves but their families as well. The league's demand for additional concessions was resoundingly rejected. So basically, the MLB players have already agreed upon reducing salaries and stuff to get back on a playing field and playing for the fans, whether it's at a reduced stadium rate. We saw Houston talk about how they're going to have NFL stadium at 25% capacity. Um, I think that's something we're going to see across a lot of sports, maybe not in the NBA, but potentially for baseball in the NFL, um, starting at 25%, testing it out, seeing the spike or the drop in cases, and then increasing it to 50, 75, and eventually back to all fans, hopefully by next year at some point. So basically the players just don't want to continue to give away money um, to get back onto the field. At the end of the day, they are putting themselves at risk just because we don't have a cure yet for COVID at this moment. Um, there's also just so many players and coaches total that it does have just a dramatic effect. You have to think about, you have the MLB, but then you have AAA baseball, AA, single A, and then even lower seeds of baseball for all organizations. And minor league baseball is pretty much screwed for this year because most of their revenue comes from ticket prices, concessions, and all of that. And without fans, um, minor league baseball is kind of obsolete, and it's hard for them to pay their players who already aren't getting a ton of money if you aren't bringing in any revenue. So it's already hard from that aspect because now what do you do with all of these players? I know there are some minor league teams that have already guaranteed their players and their families are going to get taken care of because of the loss of potential wages. Um, some teams say they're going to just continue to pay their players wages. But now you have to look at, well, are you going to expand the MLB roster so that some of those guys can continue to get at-bats and continue to develop? Or are they kind of just going to have to practice and train with those teams but not have games and not get paid? Um, there's just a lot of things they have to work out, and a lot of it seems to be financially um, for the MLB. And it seems like it's going to be a while into, unless, you know, the owners – and stuff are willing to cave a little bit to the players who at the end of the day the MLB is going to make money off broadcasting rights and you know fans usually coming and seeing the players and buying food and whatnot well if those fans can't come to stands well now you're just basing it off of players alone you know their likeness as far as you know the MLB fan perspective goes so a team like the Angels they're probably going to be able to make a little bit more money because people want to watch Mike Trout play where a team like, I don't know, the Pirates who don't really have a lot of great players, it's going to be hard for people to want to tune in and watch them 
when you have teams like the Yankees, Red Sox, Angels, who have a lot of great star players. And that's stuff they have to work out, especially if they aren't going to be having fans at a less capacity at all. Um, that's really something that hasn't really been discussed, to my knowledge, or what I was doing my research. But right now, clearly the issue, especially amongst the baseball analysts, are concerned when they're reporting this stuff, is that it's, quote, pennies to dollars as to what is holding up them from getting this thing going and getting an MLB season started, or at least mapped out to start. And I think MLB's kind of dropped the ball as far as the big four sports go because hockey has a plan in place. They're moving to stage two of that in the upcoming weeks. NFL is kind of right where it should be because it hasn't been affected too much because their season does start at a later date. And obviously, as I just talked about, ML or NBA is scheduled to return on July 31st. So those three sports worlds have their stuff in place where baseball kind of dropped the ball and can't figure it out. Obviously, this is an unprecedented thing, so you can't really put too much blame on the MLB. But at the same time, if these other three sports can get it done, and that doesn't even include the soccers, the tennises of the world that have also gotten things done as far as their season is concerned, then it kind of looks bad for them. So hopefully they'll be able to figure it out so that we can get as many sports back as possible. And then finally, talking about the NFL, just a few little brief things. Um, the coaches were allowed to return to team facilities as of today. So that's some pretty big news. Hopefully the players should be able to start returning soon as well. They still have a lot of Zoom meetings online from players to coaches with the league and coaches in general um, to pass along information that needs to be passed along. They're still doing testing and everything every day and trying to work out the best ways possible to you know get the players back and get the season going on time like it's supposed to I think the big thing that's going to be questioned when the season's about to start is how many fans are going to be allowed just because Texas has already said they're going to allow 25% capacity well Texas and you know Florida they've offered up their facilities to do things places that have less COVID cases are going to allow more fans where a state like New York that's been hit a lot harder, you know, for the Bills, they might not be able to have any fans at all or even less fans than 25%. So it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL works that out. And you have to work out, well, what fans are going to be allowed to get in. You have to contribute to your season ticket holders first, in my opinion. And then after that, it's honestly, the NFL has always been a business. So I feel like it's going to be the highest bidders to get tickets. And you have to worry about the secondary market because a lot of season ticket holders, especially if they're older, might sell their tickets at a very high price because they don't want to take the risk of going to a game. So that'll be interesting to see. And also the NFL announced that training camps will no longer take place at outside facilities. It'll be in-house facilities. So for example, for my team, the Bills, we usually practice at St. John Fisher College. Now it will be directly at Orchard Park. Um, for, at their facility right next to the Bills Stadium, New York Field. So wherever your teams practice at usually local off-site colleges is no longer going to happen this year just due to COVID. It's going to be in-house facility practices for training camp, so no fans are going to be able to see, which kind of stinks. I'm interested to see how Hard Knocks is going to work. I think it would be a very cool perspective if Hard Knocks can do it this year it's because they're scheduled to do the Rams and the Chargers which I think would be really awesome, and I think it's something the fans really need. And I think the NFL is doing a good job of pushing out content 
And I love what Deshaun Jackson said about players being mic'd up. I think that'd be awesome. But overall, as far as the leagues are concerned, I'm pretty excited in that it seems that all of them are trending in the right direction. The NBA has a set schedule for what they're going to be doing going forward. The NFL looks like they're on pace to start on time. NHL looks like they're going to be getting their playoffs going in July as well, hopefully. And then MLB, hopefully they'll be able to figure things out soon. But that's really all we have for the podcast topics for today. As I mentioned before, I'll be back on Monday with my new schedule with the Bills and Sabres talk stuff. I'll probably throw in some college uh, basketball talk in Buffalo as well. Talk about maybe a little bit about the Bandits because their season just got canceled too. And then on Friday next week, we'll talk about the NHL playoffs and some other things going on. Hopefully we'll get some more news about the MLB and NFL stuff going on by then. And then as I mentioned before, please go and follow at English Encore Podcast on Instagram. I'll be live with John Cordo Sunday, 1 p.m. You don't want to miss out. Thanks again for all the support from everyone. I'm very appreciative to everyone who has been showing my podcast on Instagram and on Spotify Love. If you get the chance to share it with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever it may be, I really love doing this and I really love putting out content for you guys, especially for all my Buffalonians out there who have been showing me a lot of love. Um, It's greatly appreciated. Hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. This is Nick English signing off. You've been listening to the English Encore Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel.